0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I'm going to be doing a 2020 NBA draft review. I'm going to be going over each pick in the first round and going over some of my favorite picks in the second round so I can get my thoughts on the picks. Um, As you all know, the draft was last week. I'm waiting to do this until now, just so we can see some of the moves that were made in free agency, see what these picks look like after teams made their signings as the teams make trades, because now we have a clearer picture of why teams made picks, and now we can give a more, a, a, a better opinion now that we know what the roster is going to look like heading into the NBA season um, in December, so I want to go go ahead, give my thoughts on, I'm not going to give my thoughts on all 60 picks, I am going to give my thoughts on the first 30 and like I said earlier, then I'll give my thoughts on some of my favorite picks in the second round. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, with the first pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Anthony Edwards. Now, positionally, this makes a lot of sense. I actually do kind of like this pick. I think it's fine. Um, it's not the guy I would have taken. I would have taken Dev of a Cell. I have my own personal reasons for that that I'll get into in a minute. Uh, but with this pick, the Timberwolves filled a need. Um, go, heading into the draft, they didn't know whether or not they were going to have Malik Beasley on the roster next year. He was a free agent. They did end up resigning him. Um, and Anthony Edwards is a wing. Uh, they need more guards, more wings. He fills that need. He's also a, a, an electric scorer, um, not very efficient, uh, but he shows flashes of being an elite pull-up shooter, a good passer, and he's got the build, and, and the physical attributes to be a good defender in the next level. So far, he has not been a very good defender um, at any level, but I, I think you're just hoping that he develops. Now, the reason I wouldn't have taken Anthony Edwards is because I don't think Minnesota is a great place for him to develop. I don't think that's the place where he's going to develop and reach his highest possible outcome. I think that place would have been Golden State. Um, so for them, the Timberwolves, they want to compete now. They want to make sure that Carl Anthony Towns stays in Minnesota. Um, and to do that, you need to get somebody that will help you win now. I don't think Anthony Edwards is going to do that. Um, and somebody that I think would is Devin Vassell. And I think he has a high enough upside to be worth taking number one overall. Devin Vassell is an elite shot creator. Or not an elite, but he is a good shot creator. He can shoot... Off pull ups. Um, he's a great team defender. He's gonna be a very, very good defender in the NBA. Um, and he helps you win now. And I think he's got, like I said, I think he's got a high enough upside to be worth the number one overall pick in this year's draft. In other drafts, he wouldn't. Uh, but, but this is a whole different scenario. Um, and not many drafts are like this where you don't have that super, that no doubt superstar guy at the top. They don't, we don't have that this year. So, I think that Devin Vassell would have been a better selection, but I do think this makes pick, this pick makes sense. I think it does, but uh, Devin Vassell, I think, would have uh, made more sense with their timeline and with the development path that he'll be on in Minnesota. I think he would be a great third option for them, um, and I think he would provide a lot of value, especially with their needs defensively, because Carl Anthony Towns isn't a good defender and D'Angelo Russell isn't a good defender so I think he provides two-way impact that they desperately desperately needs um I think that Devin Vassell would have been a wonderful pick for Minnesota I know that it was going to go it would have been very very difficult to sell him as the number one pick uh but it's something that I would have felt comfortable doing personally all right at number two the Golden State Warriors they drafted James Wiseman I don't like this pick at all. Um, and that's because I'm lower on James Wiseman, and I don't think it's worth taking a center this high unless they're can, unless they a versatile defender that can play every kind of pick and roll coverage, uh, unless they can defend in space. Or it, I, I think they need to be able to spread the floor if they are limited defensively. And James Wiseman at this point is not a very good defender. Um, he's a poor rim protector because he jumps too often on pump fakes um he can't defend in space he can he isn't switchable um i he has the potential to be a, sh- a good shooter and a good floor spacer at the next level i think that's what um his intrigue is or that's what i think is so intriguing about him co- uh, combined with the size but he just, he isn't a very good passer. He has a low basketball IQ and he's not a good defender. So I, I just don't see why you would draft him that high. Um, I don't think his, his upside is, is as high as the consensus does. Um, so, if you're going to go a big, I, I think Onyeko Okongwu would, would have been a much better pick here. He's better than James Wiseman in every single way. He's not as big, but he's a much better basketball player, and I think that matters more than physical attributes like size and athleticism. Um, and he, he's just a much more skilled basketball player. He's a better defender. Uh, Onyek, he can play every kind of pick and roll coverage. He would have been a much better pick for the Warriors, in my opinion, than James Wiseman. I'm just very low on Wiseman. He was 19th on my big board. And I think the highest I would have taken him is like 14th with the Celtics. That's the highest I would have considered taking James Wiseman. Um, Don't love the pick. I think he's overrated by the consensus. I hope I'm wrong. I just... I, I watched the film... I didn't like what I see. I hope he proves me wrong because I don't want these guys to fail. I want these guys to be the best player they can possibly be. Um, so I hope he proves me wrong. I'm just worried that he's not going to be. And I think he's going to play in a small usage role in Golden State. And so I don't think he's going to be asked to do too much, which is great. But is that really worth the second pick? I don't think so. So I don't love this pick. I understand why they made it. Um, but I would have gone with Onyeka Okongwu, Um Or, I mean, obviously, if Anthony Edwards fell to the second pick, I would have taken him, no-brainer. Um, and I wouldn't have given it a second thought. But with the way the board fell, I probably would have gone with Onyeko Okongwu with the second pick. Or Devin Vassell. Either or would have been a good selection. Because they need to win now. They're in win-now mode. Uh, Clay Thompson, he tore his ACL. Or no, sorry, he tore his yeah, no, he tore his Achilles, that's right, he tore his Achilles in a workout right before the draft, so I, I would have gone with either a Set or Nyeko Okonwu, that, and, and that's why I, I don't like, I, would, I really don't like this pick, uh, but hopefully it works out. Alright, and number 3, the Charlotte Hornets take Lamella Ball, love this pick, he's, the, he's one of the two best players in the draft in my opinion, I had him at number 2, I had Killian Hayes number 1, uh, but Lamella Ball, this is a great pick, I love it. Um, they need they, they needed to go best player available. They just don't have a lot of talent in Charlotte. Um, they don't have I don't think they have anybody that's going to be a superstar or or a star on their roster. Um, and I think they got someone that could possibly be that in the future in Lamella Ball. Lamella Ball is a an incredible passer, one of the best passers we've seen in recent memory. Um, he is so unreal as a playmaker. Um, just the reads that he's able to make, the reads that he's able to make in the passes he's able to make with both hands, it's incredible. His live double passing is wonderful. He's got a great handle, um, and I think that's going to allow him to be an elite creator for not only himself, but also for other players. Um, the efficiency and the effort on defense, it, it worries me a little bit, but at number three, I think the value is just too good. I think they had to take... Either him or Killian Hayes. They elected to go with LaMelo Ball. And I think that's a great fit with their roster. I really like that pick. Um, And I think LaMelo Ball has a chance to be really good in Charlotte. Especially with them signing Jordan Hayward. I don't like that signing. But it is going to allow them to be competitive in the short term. Long term I don't like the deal. But it's going to be really, really fun to watch the Charlotte Hornets play next season. And and I'm looking forward to it. So I, I really, really like this pick. All right, and number four, the Chicago Bulls drafted Patrick Williams. Uh, big reach on my board. I had Patrick Williams ranked ranked 14th, I believe, um, and, and I just, mm, I get the intrigue with Patrick Williams. He's a big wing who can. It was really good defensively. Showed flashes of pull-up shooting and playmaking chops, but. I don't think he's got the defensive versatility that everyone thinks he does. He's got questionable lateral mobility, um, so I don't think he's going to be able to defend one through four um, like the consensus does. He's a little bit slow. He's got really big quads. Nothing limits his lateral mobility. That's something he's got to work on. I mean, for the Bulls, I think they need someone. I think they need a playmaking point guard. I think that Killian Hayes would have been a wonderful pick here. I would have gone with Hayes. Um, I, I get that they maybe don't like Laurie Markinen that much and they want to move on from him. I, I understand that. And that makes sense. Um, if they don't like uh, his de- deficiencies as a defender and as a finisher, I, I completely understand that. Uh, but I think their a bigger need was a playmaking point guard. I like Kobe White. He's a scorer, um, and an inefficient scorer at that at this point. But I like what I saw from him in the second half of the season. I think drafting Killian Hayes would have been a great selection because they need playmaking. He could play alongside Zach Levine. I think he would have been a great fit next to him. Um, and I just think that would have been the smarter selection. Patrick Williams at four is not good value. Now I have seen some clips of Patrick Williams and like these pickup games. And he, he, his lateral mobility looks way better. He's more fluid. Um if that is actually the player he is, maybe he can make this draft spot look good a few years from now. Um as it stands today, I just don't really love the pick. I don't think it's a good value, I think it's a reach. And there were other players that I think were better fits here. Um, like Devin Vassell or Isaac Okoro. If you were going to go with a wing, I would have taken them ahead of Patrick Williams. Uh, I, I get the logic. I just think it's not worth it. I don't think there's good value with this pick. Um, and I think there were better players that filled that filled needs as well. All right, moving on to number five. The Cavaliers selected... Isaac Okoro, I like this pick. Okoro is an elite defender. He's gonna be a really, really good on ball defender. If his jump shot develops, he's going to be a stud. I really like this pick. Um, they need a wing, especially considering, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., he's dealing with some mental issues. He's been arrested. Um, he's, he posted a, a really disturbing post on Instagram, um, a few weeks ago. I hope, I pray for him. I, I hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, But moving forward, I think the Cavs need to prepare to maybe move on from him. And I think drafting Isaac Okoro allows them to do that. I would have selected Killian Hayes because I think they need um, size at the point guard position. I think they need playmaking, and Killian Hayes would have provided that for them. But I think this pick does make sense when you look at the cap situation um, I'm glad they didn't go with a big, like, a uh, uh, Konglu, because they already have Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. Although this isn't a pick I personally would have made, I think it makes sense. I see the logic. It makes sense looking at the cap, looking at their uh, payroll. I like this pick. Alright, moving to the number six pick. I'm a Hawks fan, and the Atlanta Hawks selected on Yeko Konglu. Now, when they made this pick, I really wanted either Devin Bissell or Killian Hayes, because at the time, we had Click Tappella and Dwayne Dedman. We had zero need for a big, and we drafted Okongwu, so I was like, hmm, I really questioned the pick, I didn't really understand why we were selecting a big, when we already had plenty of bigs on our roster, so when we selected o- Onyeka, I-, I thought that we had to have a trade up our sleeves. Um, because there's no way we were going to take a big without moving someone on our roster. And we actually did trade somebody. We traded Dwayne Dedman to the Pistons. He had a long, a, um, his contract was long and we were having to pay him a lot of money. So we traded him to the Detroit Pistons for Tony Snell and Kyrie Thomas. Tony Snell is an expiring contract. I love that trade. I thought it was awesome for us. Um, And Onyeka Okongwu provides a lot of defense and versatility on the defensive end. I think he's going to help our team out defensively. Um, and, he, and he helps us make up for Trey Young's deficiencies as a defender. I really, really like this pick. I think it's good value for Onyeka. Um, I think Deva Vassell and Killian Hayes would have made sense too. But I really, really like this pick. I think... He's going to be able to start, possibly as a rookie, um, not early on because he is going to miss uh, the beginning part of the season with a, a toe fracture, uh, but he he really helps us out defensively. He's going to be able to play every type of pick and roll coverage. He can defend his face. I said all this earlier, um, and, and I said all of this in my 2020 NBA Draft Guide, uh, which you can check out on our website at thewiresports.com. I love Onyeka, and I think he... It's an interesting pick since we have a lot of bigs, uh, but what he provides defensively, I love and I love that we made an effort um, to improve our defense. I like this pick. All right, number seven, the Detroit Pistons selected Killian Hayes. Uh, He was the best player in the draft, in my opinion. I love this pick. Um, This was an easy selection for the Pistons to make. I love Cullen Hayes. He's a great playmaker and developing shot creator. And a really, really good off-ball defender because of his instincts and his size. I love this pick. This was easy. This is the selection I would have gone with if I were the Pistons' front office. I love this selection. Alright, number 8. The Knicks selected Obi Toppin from Dayton. Um, I get the intrigue with Obi Toppin. I love him offensively. I hate him defensively. He has a incredibly awful uh, the lateral mobility which uh, negatively impacts his ability to defend defending space um, he's a horrendous defender and I don't think it's ever going to improve he's also 22 years old um, so that also doesn't bode well for his uh, development as a defender and on the Knicks roster when you look at their roster they need guys who can spread the floor they need a point guard um and they drafted someone who can space the floor but to maximize Obi-Toppin's strengths I think you need you don't need him to space the floor you need everyone around him to space the floor because if you're going to uh weaponize his his ability to finish his ability uh to play in the dunker spot I think into, if you're going to weaponize his ability to make passes out of the short roll, I think you need everyone else around him to space the floor and not him. And they just don't have that. And when you look at, at their depth chart on ESPN, they have Obi Toppin playing the three. And that is just a recipe for disa- for disaster. If they go into next season playing Obi Toppin at the three, um, oh crap, what's his name? Julius Randle at the 4, and Mitchell Robinson at the 5, I think their defense is going to be horrendous, their floor spacing is going to be terrible, I hate this pick, and not necessarily because of Obi Toppin. Now I don't think this is good value for for Obi, um, I just, I really don't think this makes sense, I don't think Obi Toppin fits their roster, I think this is a bad use of their assets, um, and a bad allocation of resources here, I, I really don't like this pick. And I don't think Obi Toppin is going to work out in New York. Um I get I get all the I get why people love him because of his athleticism and his ability to space the floor. I love that part of his game. I just don't think uh he's going to be able to to hit that um that high end outcome in New York. And that's why I don't like the pick. At number nine, the Wizards selected uh Denny Abdia or Denny Abdia. Um he's a wing from Israel. I, I like the pick. I think this is right around, um, I think this is good value, this is right where he deserved to get pick, picked, um, I think he's a good defender, he's a really good playmaker, and he's a big wing for his size, he's a good ball handler, um, and, and I think he's going to help the Wizards out defensively, uh, which I like, um, with the way the board fell, I, I don't think the Wizards had a ton of options, I would have gone with Dev of a Cell, but I do think this pick makes sense. If they can develop him as a a shooter, like if his jump shot develops in Washington, he's going to be a really good player, and he probably is going to outplay this draft spot. I just don't know how likely that is, because he shot sub-60% from the free throw line, and free throw percentage is historically a great indicator of whether or not you're going to be a good long-distance shooter at the next level, Um, so that's something I question about his game. Uh, but we'll see moving forward. I think I think he's going to help them out defensively. And that's why I like this pick. He's at a high upside. Um, I think this is a... You're swinging for the fences here. Hoping um, that Denny Abdiah hits his high-end outcome. Um, and I, I like this pick. Alright. At number 10, the Suns... The Phoenix Suns selected Jalen Smith. Don't really like this pick. Um, I don't think it makes sense. If you're going to select the center to replace Aaron Baines, who you think is going to who you think you're going to lose at free agency, I don't think you go with Jalen Smith at pick number 10. I would have gone with Devin Vassell, who they um, who would replace Kelly Oubre, who they traded to the Thunder. Um, I think that pick would have made a lot of sense, because then you could have had, like your best five-man lineup would have been Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Devin Vassell, Michael Bridges, and, or Mikael Bridges, and DeAndre Ayton. That's a super strong five-man lineup. Uh, you have a lot of, de- a lot of guys who are good perimeter defenders. You have an elite shot creator in Devin Booker. And you have a very nice big who can protect the rim, um, in DeAndre Ayton. I love that five-man lineup. And I think Devin Vassell would have been an excellent pick at number 10. Instead, they go with Jalen Smith. Um, that's a reach in my opinion. And I don't think this is a smart use of your resources. I get. I can kind of see where they're going, like, I I really don't see the logic, maybe they're trying to replace Aaron Baines, but why would you do that with the 10th overall pick, uh, that doesn't make sense, do you really think you can play Jalen Smith beside DeAndre Ayton, I don't, I don't love this pick at all, um, I, I think this was a dumb pick, I, I really, now that I'm really thinking about it, this pick makes zero sense. I hate it. Sorry, Suns fans. I don't like this pick. Alright, at number 11, the Spurs get Devin Vassell. Um, I really, really like this pick. Uh, like I said earlier, he is going to help them win now. Um, he's a, a really good shot creator, and he's a great team defender. He's going to fit in perfectly with the Spurs, and drafting him allows them to move on from uh, DeMar DeRozan moving forward. Uh, I know DeMar DeRozan opted into the final year of his contract, so they have him for one more year. But they can move on from him next year. They got a Cell. I love this pick. Um, I- I'm really happy for the Spurs that a Cell fell this far because this is just a very good, uh, a good pick and a good fit. I love. I-, I love this selection. All right, at number twelve, the Kings selected Tyrese Halliburton. I'm a little bit lower than Ty- on Tyrese Halliburton than the consensus. Um, but I think he went to a great spot here. They already have a franchise point guard in DeAndre Fox, who they just resigned. And Tyrese Halliburton needs to be a secondary ball handler uh, where he can create advantages off a of defense that is already tilted. I think he's going to have that opportunity in Sacramento. He's going to play off the ball. He's going to be allowed to hit spot-up shots. Um, and he's going to be allowed to be a secondary playmaker and he can possibly be a nice replacement for Buddy Healed if they move on from him this year. I love this pick. This is a great spot for Tyrese Halliburton. I love this for both sides. All right, at number 13, the New Orleans Pelicans select Kyra Lewis Jr. Um, Kyra Lewis Jr., in my opinion, should have been a top 10 pick. Um, easy, in my opinion. You look at his, t- his statistical profile, and if you just look at the film, I think both... Uh, combined were good enough for him to be a top 10 selection. Um, He's a stud, a great athlete with um, really good shooting indicators. I think he's going to be able to shoot off the dribble at the next level while also being a decent playmaker. Um, He's got, I think he's got the upside to be a a solid primary ball handler, Um, but we'll see. I think he's going to replace Lonzo Ball. It doesn't look like Lonzo was going to be in uh, New Orleans for much longer. Um, and, and with Kyra Lewis, I think it fits well with the rest of the team. Um, he's a good replacement for Lonzo Ball because I think he's got more, um, creation equity than Lonzo does, and so I think this is a great pick. Um, I think he's going to fit really well with Zion. He can spread the floor. He's going to be really good in transition. I love this pick so, so much. All right, at number 14, the Celtics drafted Aaron Naismith. Don't really like this pick. If you're gonna go with a shooter, go with Desmond Bain. Heck, go with Isaiah Joe. I mean, that would have been a uh that would have been a reach in my opinion, but I think Isaiah Joe would have been a better pick than Aaron Naismith, because he's a better shooter, um, he's a more versatile shooter, and he's got the he's got some defensive upside. I would have gone with Desmond Bain here if if I were the Celtics. I know they were in a rough spot because um, none of the point guards fell here. I actually one point guard did call Anthony, but I don't really know how he would have fit how like I don't know if that's a good fit. Um so they went with Aaron Naismith. I get the intrigue with him, uh, because he shot over fifty percent from the three point line in college this season. Uh if you think that's going to continue, I do not, and trust me, it's not. Um then I, I, I mean I get it, but I think there were better options here. I don't think he's the best shooter in the draft. Um, I don't think he's one of the two best shooters in the draft, um, and honestly, you could argue that he's not a top three shooter in this draft, you really can. He's an off-ball shooter, um, who is not a very good d- defender, doesn't provide very much else besides off-ball shooting, I don't think he's that valuable, and I think 14 is a reach for, uh, Aaron Naismith. Desmond Bain, who is a better shooter, can shoot off the dribble, can shoot from range, and also provides some secondary playmaking. He would have been a much better pick, in my opinion. I think this was a reach. At number 15, the Orlando Magic uh, drafted Cole Anthony. Uh, They needed offense, and I think Cole Anthony is a steal here. I think when you look at um, his production in the EYBL and um, his ability to create shots off the dribble, I think he's a steal here, and I think I underrated him on my big board. I had him outside the top 10. And I think I should have had him higher, probably should have had him top top eight, um, honestly, now that I look at it. And that's something I really look forward to um, moving forward is learning from my mistakes and learning that you got to look at players in multiple contexts. And I think uh, teams need to work on doing that as well, because if they did, I don't think Cole Anthony falls this far um, I love this pick for the Magic. Cole Anthony is a great shot creator. He's a good passer, in my opinion, uh, and I, I think he's a solid point of attack defender. I love this pick, and I think it's totally worth it at 15. This is a steal. At number 16, the Trailblazers drafted Isaiah Stewart. This pick was actually traded to the Pistons, so uh, Stewart is going to uh, Detroit, uh this is a reach. I don't really like Isaiah Stewart that much. He's a undersized center who isn't very good defensively um and can't spread the floor. So I think this is a reach. I don't like that pick at all for those reasons. I would have gone with Tyrese Maxey because pairing Tyrese and Killian Hayes, that is a wonderful backcourt. Um for the time being. Like move like you have Killian Hayes who can create advantages with his handle as a and as a playmaker in the pick and roll, and then you have Tyrese Maxey, who can he can handle the ball a little bit while also being a very good secondary ball handler. Um, and I think he he's got really good shooting indicators. I think he's going to be a good shooter in the NBA, despite his uh, percentages in college this season at Kentucky. That's the pick I would have gone with, but they went with Isaiah Stewart. Honestly. The best possible pick, if you were going to go with a big, is probably to go with, um, Alexei Pokushevsky. Um, and this would have been good value. Like, I think this would have been a good spot for Poku. Now, I had Poku as a top five pick, or a top five talent in this draft, and I would have taken him in the, in, uh, top five. Um, but this would have made sense for Detroit, because they're in a rebuild, um, they're not trying to be competitive now. Uh, selecting Poku, you could have put him in the G League, wait a year or two for him to uh, develop his body and get ready to play in the NBA. That would have made sense, as well as taking Tyrese Maxey here. I just think this was a horrible pick, and I don't think Isaiah Stewart was a top 40 player in this draft. I just don't. Um, I get that he's a good interviewer and that he plays hard, uh, but he's got some real issues with this game um i i hate this pick i think it was terrible um just being honest i hope isaiah stewart proves me wrong but i don't think he's going to especially considering the moves that the pistons made and for agency they signed a bunch of centers they let go of christian wood but then they signed mason plumley and jaleel okafor that's just more competition for stewart and that doesn't make sense Uh, It just doesn't make sense to sign two centers when you already drafted one in the draft. Like, you're just giving Isaiah Stewart more competition. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. Like, I don't love Isaiah Stewart, but if you want him to succeed, you don't then move on, move forward in free agency and sign um, two guys that are going to compete for the starting spot. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't like this draft, and I hate what the Pistons did in free agency. I'm right, moving forward, at number 17, the Timberwolves selected Alexei Pogoshevsky. This pick was traded to the Thunder, so Poku is going to OKC. I like this pick. This is great value. I think Poku can develop in OKC. He doesn't have to play now. He can stay in the G League, develop his body, um, and I think one day... Um, that he can dominate in the NBA. I truly do. I think he was a top 5 player in this draft. And this was great value. Alright, at number 18, the Ma- I'm going to start going through this fast. So, this doesn't take too much time. At number uh, 18, the Mavericks selected Josh Green. Um, he's a very good point of attack defender. And I think Josh Green. This is a bit of a reach. And there were other players that I think were good fits here as well. But I think Josh Green helps I think he he helps mask Luka Doncic's deficiencies as a defender. Um I like this pick because of that. He's gonna play off the ball. He's gonna be asked to hit uh spot up uh, jumpers on offense and he's gonna be asked to be a good point of attack defender on defense. That's a great role for him. I love this pick. And number nine at number nineteen, the Pistons traded up uh, to get this pick and they selected Siddhick Bay um, I think I, I would have gone with Tyrese Maxey here. They went with Cedric Bay. Cedric Bay is a good player. Um, he's a, a good defender and a good shooter. I buy the shot. I think he's overrated defensively. I don't think he's going to be a versatile defender, but he's got size. Um, and 19 is not a is not like a, a big reach. But I think taking Bay over Tyrese Maxey was a mistake. And number 20, the Miami Heat they selected Precious Achua. Um, or Precious Atua. Uh, don't really know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize. Precious, uh, I don't really like Precious as a player. He's very good defensively. Uh, but offensively, he's kind of a mess. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so I wouldn't have taken him here. I would have gone with either, I would have gone with either Tyrese Maxey or, um, Malachi Flynn. But I think the Heat are going to be able to develop, uh, Precious um, and develop his offensive game, um, if they can do that, he can become a, he can become a quality player, I, I just am not a huge fan of Precious, he's not a very good decision maker offensively, and he can't spread the floor, so I'm out on him, um, so I I don't really like this pick, and number 21, the 76ers selected Tyrese Maxey, he provides, them with, wow, excuse me. He provides them with a secondary ball handler who can play alongside Ben Simmons. Uh, the, 70, er, the 76ers needed someone to to play alongside Ben Simmons in the backcourt. Someone who can create their own shots and can play off the ball. Tari's Maxi can do that. I love this pick. Maxi is going to be a really, really good NBA player and I think this is a great fit. And number 22, the Denver Nuggets selected Zeke Nagy uh, from Arizona. He's a big—this made sense because they were going—I think they thought they were going to lose either Mason Plumlee or Paul Millsap. They did lose Mason Plumlee. Zeke Nagy could come off the bench um and be a quality role player. He, he's a really good play finisher and he's got the potential to be a floor spacer at the next level. I like this pick. And number twenty three, the Knicks, drafted LeAndro Bomero. Uh, they traded this pick to the Timberwolves. Uh I I, I like Bomero. I'm a little bit worried about the jump shot because if that doesn't develop, I don't think he's gonna be a very good player, but if he does, he could be a really good player. Um so this is a a boomer bust pick in my opinion, um, in Minnesota, I, I just, uh, mm, I, I would have loved it if the Timberwolves took Xavier Tillman here, because they could have played him next to Carl Anthony Towns, and that would have, um, kind of masked, uh, Cat's inability, or in deficiencies as a defender. But they go with Balmero, who's a bit of a project. I don't don't really love this pick, uh, but he's going to develop. I just don't know how he's going to develop in Minnesota, because he's going to play off the ball. Um, He's not really going to get many on-ball opportunities, so I don't really love this pick. Um yeah, I don't I don't love this pick. I just don't think it's a great developmental spot for Balmero. And but he does have to wait to come over for like a year or two because he's still on his overseas contract. We'll see how that works out. Right now I don't love the fit. At number twenty four, the Bucks drafted RJ Hampton, uh who was traded to the Denver Nuggets. Um I like this pick for the Nuggets. RJ Hampton, um He's got a lot of upside. I don't love him, but he's a great athlete, Um, showed some playmaking slashes in the NBL. Um, I like this pick. He's going to play either off the ball next to Jamal Murray, or he can come off the bench and lead the second unit. I really like this pick, Um, and and I I mean, he just doesn't have to, he's not going to, you know, demand a high usage role. Um, But he can play off the ball, he can come off the bench, and if he develops his jump shot, he's going to be a very nice player for the Nuggets. I like this pick. At number 25, the Thunder drafted Emmanuel quickly, but this pick was straight into the Knicks, uh, so quickly is going to New York. Um, I get the Knicks wanted to improve their force facing, but reaching for quickly was not the move. I get his shooting percentages were off the charts, and so they probably made this pick based on based purely on that. Uh, but I think there were many, like a lot, a lot of guys that were better shooters than him, like Isaiah Joe and Judgment Bain. I would have gone with those guys, or even gone, or I would have considered drafting like Nico Mannion. Or Trey Jones here. Because they need a point guard. They went with the manual quickly. I don't like this pick. I think it was a reach. And there were other uh, better shooters in this class. And number 26. The Boston Celtics selected Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. Um, and I mean, there were other better picks. Like Malachi Flynn. Uh, Grant Riller. Um, if you wanted to go with a big. You could have gone with Xavier Tillman. Or... Um uh what was his name uh Killian Tilly from Gonzaga those would have been better picks Peyton Pritchard he was a second round pick in my opinion I don't re- I didn't really like this pick Um, mean he's gonna play he's gonna be a, a, a solid player off the bench uh, but he does have to work really hard uh to get quality shots for himself which worries me um there were other better point guards in my opinion at number twenty seven, the Jazz selected Udoka as a week. This doesn't make sense in my opinion. Um, I think Xavier Tillman and Killian Tilly would have been better picks. Um Tilly can spread the floor and defend the space and he's switchable. Um Tilly is so much better than Udoka as a week, in my opinion. And he he would have been a great fit with the Jazz. I really wished the Jazz would have gone with Killian Tilly. He, I mean he fits what they need so well. Um and and, and he kinda He can do what Rudy Gobert can't. And I'm not saying he's better than Rudy Gobert. I'm just saying that Rudy Gobert is not the best uh, perimeter defender. Um, And I think Killian Tilly is a really, really good uh, defender perimeter for a big. And I think he can do that. And I think he makes up for Rudy Gobert's deficiencies. And so I think that would have been a good good fit. You can uh, have Killian Tilly come off the bench and play... Quality minutes in the playoffs. That's why I would have gone with him. And then at twenty-eight, the Lakers selected Jaden McDaniels. They traded this pick to the Timberwolves. Another project. Um, man, I I don't uh, I don't love this draft from Minnesota, especially considering that they want to win now. They had so many opportunities to get guys that would have helped them win now, while also being um, good long-term bets, I would have gone with Xavier Tillman here, I think Xavier Tillman would have been a great fit, uh, in Minnesota, uh, but then go with Jay McDaniels, I don't really love McDaniels, I get the upside, I just don't think he's ever gonna hit it, um, I, I just think he's a bad basketball player, um, he's a really bad decision maker offensively, um, and I don't think he's ever going to become a, a good enough shooter, um, to be, to stay on the floor in the NBA, so I don't really love this pick, and number 29, the Toronto Raptors selected Malachi Flynn, love this pick so much, Malachi Flynn is a stud, should have gone a lot higher than this, honestly, I mean, I, I would have considered drafting Malachi Flynn at number 14 if I was Boston, I think Malachi Flynn is going to be a stud, he's going to come off the bench in Toronto, uh, with them re-signing, um, Fred Van Vliet, I love this pick still. Uh, I also think dr- uh, drafting Killian Tilly or um, Xavier Tillman would have made sense, considering that they're probably going to lose Serge Ibaka, or th- they were probably going to lose Serge Ibaka going into the draft. They did end up losing Serge uh, to the Clippers, um, but I mean, Malachi Flynn is this is good value for him. I mean, I think he uh, he ranked a lot higher on my board. He ranked 16th on my big board. Um, and, and he's going to provide valuable minutes in the playoffs. I love this pick. And number 30, the Celtics selected Desmond Bain. Uh, this pick was traded to the Grizzlies. Uh, I love this pick for the Grizzlies. This is great value. Had Desmond Bain ranked 14th or 15th on my big board. Um, this is a great pick. He's an, a, an elite shooter, can shoot off the dribble, can shoot from distance, and he's a good secondary playmaker. I love this pick for the Grizzlies. Alright, moving on to the second round. I'm not going to go over every single pick, but I am going um, to go over some of my favorites. Some of my favorite picks. Uh, the first being uh, the Mavericks pick at 31. They drafted Tyrell Terry, and they really needed someone who could be a secondary ball handler beside side, Luka Doncic, um, and I think Tyrell Terry will fill that role really well. Tyrell Terry was 10th on my big board. So this is great value, he's an elite shooter, Um, he's a really good off-ball defender, and I think he's going to fit nicely uh, with the Mavericks roster. Second, uh, Xavier Tillman uh, going to the Grizzlies at 35, Uh, the Grizzlies are run by draft Twitter. I am convinced, because uh, they they killed it in the draft. I mean, they went into this year's draft with a 40th pick, came out with three guys that are in my top 25, I love what they did, Xavier Tillman is just such a stud, he makes winning plays, um, he's switchable, he's the best passing big in the class, I love this pick, the Mavericks, they also got Tyler Bay, and so they made a lot of picks that addressed their needs on defense, uh, Tyler Bay, I like this pick here, um, and Tyler Bay is an interesting prospect because he's 6'7", um, so, he's got the size of a wing with the play style of a big. So, I don't know how he's going to fit in the NBA because I don't totally buy the shot. Uh, because, although he did shoot really well from three last year at Colorado, he it was on low volume. So, I don't know what it... I, I, I don't really buy him as a shooter. But, we'll see. I, I think this is a good... This is like a low-risk pick in the second round. I like this. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? His first selected Trey Jones at 41 great value I love Trey Jones he's a winning player a very good uh, point of attack defender and a, a very a very solid playmaker and his shot is developing um his jump shot is coming along. I like Trey Jones he' is going to fit really well um, in San Antonio. I moving all right moving on let's see the Warriors at 48 they got Nico Mannion, what a value pick I mean I love that for them he can come off the bench. Uh, and when Steph comes off the floor, he can run the offense. That's something the Warriors haven't had for a while. I mean, I get that they had Sean Livingston, uh, but Livingston can't spread the floor like Nico Mannion can. And so Nico, I, I just love this pick. This is a great value. I really like this pick for the Warriors. Uh, number 49, the 76ers selected Isaiah Cho. Um, he's going to help. Uh, he's going to improve their floor spacing. I love this pick. I love everything about the 76ers offseason so, fu- so far. Nero um, Mori has come in and done wonders for that franchise. I love what he's doing. Isaiah Joe is a great shooter. He can shoot uh, off step backs. He can shoot from range. And he's got the length to be a good defender at the next level. He's just got to develop his body a little bit. I like that pick. And number 50, the uh, Atlanta Hawks selected Skylar Mays. Love this pick. Mays can play backup point guard or backup shooting guard. He's a good shooter, um, a good ball handler, great in, as a pick-and-roll ball handler, one of the more efficient pick-and-roll ball handlers in in college basketball last year. I love that pick. I think he's going to fit really well in a Hawks roster that's going to be competitive this year, considering all the moves they made in free agency. Listen, are there any more value picks? The 76ers getting Paul Reed at, at 58 was good value, in my opinion. I love that move. Um, I think he's a bit of a project, uh, but I love um, his statistical profile. I think he's got a chance to be a good defender at the next level. Uh, 56, Charlotte Hornets selecting Grant Riller. Um, and the, probably the best value in the, entri- in the entire draft. He was, one, he was one of, if not the best scorers in the class. He's an elite scorer, the best finisher in the or the best perimeter uh, finisher in the draft. I love that he's gonna play alongside Lamelo Ball. I can see him potentially starting um, as a rookie. I'm not even kidding. Grant Ruler is that good. I get the age. I get that he played at Charleston, but he is an elite scorer. He can shoot from range. Um, he's got a, he's got a great first step. He's uh, and that allow that allows him to be. A an elite finisher. I love Grant Riller, and I thought this is great value. Then at 59, the Raptors got Jalen Harris, another guy who's a good athlete and a really good uh, scorer. I don't think he can play off the ball, which is a bit of an issue. But at 59, this is good value for the Raptors. Um, then at 60, the Pelicans selected Sam Merrill. He's going to the Bucks. Um, Merrill is old because he's Mormon, and he went on his mission um, uh, early on at, at Utah State. Uh, but he was one of the best players in college basketball last year. He's a good shooter. He can play on the ball. He can uh, handle the ball as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Uh, and he can play off the ball as a shooter. I like that pick, and I think it's great value um, considering where he was picked. All right, that's all I got to say about, the, about this year's NBA draft. This was really, really fun. Uh, although this wasn't a great draft in terms of talent at the top, It was a deep class, um, and I had a lot of fun watching all the prospects uh, releasing draft content this year. It was really fun, and I can't wait to watch this year's class uh, because the 2021 class is great. There's a lot of talent, and I can't wait to dive into into that class. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this, and I will see you all next time.